Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. It's man-to-man coverage. This is the PFT PM Podcast. And now, your host, Mike Florio. It's a February 1 edition of the PFT PM Podcast. We are here at Radio Row, Mall of America, Bloomington, Minnesota. And we're going to get right to it. Another day of interviews only because we're getting some great interviews despite my involvement in them. We're going to get right started with Patrick Peterson, the Arizona Cardinals star defensive back. Here he is. It's Pro Football Talk live at Super Bowl 52's Radio Road. Joining us now, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, if not the best. Yeah, I said he's Patrick Peterson, the Arizona wait, Cardinals. Wait, the Where crowd's not here to see me. They're, they're, they're. No, nobody, they, see, nobody wants to see you. Damn, I figured. Yeah. All right, fine. Patrick, how's it going? How you doing, Mac? Everything's great in yourself. Hey, it's great. Great yeah. to see you as always. Well, seven years now for you. Seven years. Seven years. It feel like seven years. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. You know, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough not to deal with, you know, anything serious throughout my seven years. You know, I've been pretty much on the outside on the island running. Didn't have to don't have to do much hitting. So for the most part, feel good. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, he's been around seven years longer yeah. than your seven. Mm-hmm. He's currently debating what to do. Have you been working on him to try to get him to come back? No, nah, I haven't. I haven't been. Uh, well, I've been around Larry since the season's been over because we've been golfing almost every other week. Um, but we must we, be we, nice. Yeah, we have the, uh, we have the uh, no, no football on the golf course rule. So, but I, and my, my gut feeling, I think he will be back. You know, he's playing entirely too well to hang it up, and plus he's chasing he's chasing history right now, and, and, and he's yeah. continuing to put up numbers and continue to break some record every single game. We tease him all the time. It's like, dang, dude! Like every time you look up at the scoreboard, you're breaking something else. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and, and the list goes on. I mean, he's just a great dude. Great locker room guy, great captain, and we'll be definitely lucky to have him. What, what do you, you know, what do you look at with your team right now? You've got a lot of turnover here. Yep. No Carson Palmer. Yep. You know, you got a new head coach and Steve Wilkes. Just tell us what, what your thoughts are about, you know, having him coming into the building. Um, honestly, I think it's uh, it's going to be great for us. You know, first and foremost, I, I think it's going to be great for for the defense. You know, because now we finally have a head coach that can vouch for the defense yeah, now. You know right. how it is, yeah, Chris. You know how it is. <laughs> so, uh, it, it's definitely uh, pretty good to have a defensive-minded coach as a head coach. Um, just talking with Coach briefly uh, before I went to um, to the Pro Bowl, just the energy that he has on the phone, the cameras, the, uh, the, just, the, just, just, just the way he attacks the game, the way right. he able to get messages across to his players, talking to Thomas Davis um, Sr. Uh, during the Pro Bowl. Um, just getting a little bit of insight on him um, there. So I'm excited. You know, all, although we need a quarterback, we're looking for a quarterback. Right. You say it's, a lot, it's going to be a lot of changeover, but we have a solid foundation yeah, you know, you as do. a team. We just need a quarterback to get us over the top. Right. We've had Von Miller here sitting in that chair mm-hmm. making the pitch for Kirk Cousins to become a Denver Bronco. Mm-hmm. Do you have a guy that you want to become the Arizona Cardinals quarterback? I mean, either him or um, Nick Foles. You know, um, sure. and. and, and, and the only thing I'd probably say we have better than Denver is we'd be playing inside. You don't have to worry about no snow games. You don't have to worry about no cold games. And nine times out of ten, we don't play a cold team late in December. So I think that'll add a couple more years to your career, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
this is one thing I find fascinating about your career, and I think it gets lost in the shelf. Not only are you one of the best cornerbacks of the generation here, but talk about how you had to like figure out you had diabetes, right? Mm -hmm. A few yep. years back, yep. on the run, you knew you didn't feel right, mm -hmm. and just kind of how that whole story developed. And yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, that was a weird, a weird season for me, and going in a process for what me. What year as well. was it? That was 2014. 2014. And you know, like you said, um, I didn't quite understand what I was going through, but I knew my body was going through a change, you right. know, and it definitely showed on the playing field. And I knew something wasn't right, and probably after week nine or so, went and got, you know, did the proper testing and all that stuff, and the numbers came back, and they said I was diagnosed, uh, uh, diagnosed with diabetes. And right. uh, once the team found out, had a great Arizona training staff did a great job of, of putting the right doctors around me, making sure that I understood uh, going forward, what I needed to do to get back in uh, tip-top shape. You like felt normal, like almost immediately. Like, how long did it take to turn over to uh, be like, took, okay, I'm yeah, back it, to myself? Yeah, it took about maybe like two months, right. two to three months. Right. And, and once I got back into uh, April uh, with the team, yeah. that's when I really felt like, you know, I feel like the Patrick of old. Yeah. You NFC know. Championship game two years ago for the Cardinals. Where does the team currently fit in the division? Because the Rams are better, 49ers seem to be coming on, the Seahawks still have their nucleus. How, how do the Cardinals compete with those other three teams right now? I mean, we're right there with those guys, you know, if not better. You know, only thing that those guys have right now better than us is, is a quarterback. You know, we just don't have a quarterback. Any. Under, un, yeah, we don't have any quarterback right now un, under the center. So. No, I bet you could play some quarterback. I can. I, I definitely can. <laughs> you can. I bet you can. <laughs> yep. Because in, in, our, in our division, is pack great defense, special teams, and the quarterback or offense that's going to pretty much maintain the game and not turn turn the ball over. Every team in our division is built on that. So if we can get us a quarterback that uh, that uh, that Mike work with on 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 the offensive side of the ball, I think we'll be okay. Did, did I see that you're going to be playing some more special teams? Yeah, that's that's what I hear. You know, I, I just think, you know, if we can get some guys, like I told um, uh, uh, the media yesterday, if we can get 10 guys that is just as dedicated as I am, like like it was in 2011 when I uh, tied the NFL mm -hmm. record, I mean, the sky's the limit. You're the man. Mm -hmm. So I want you to do two things. Hardest receiver that you see when you line up and you go, damn, this is going to be a hard day's work. Yep. And then other than yourself, who do you look at at the corner position that you go, I mean, he's a baller just like okay. me. Um, receiver, when I, when I go, I have to go with A.B. for one. Right. But when I look at a guy on tape, right. it's O.B.J. Yeah. I have mean, you had to face him and yet? I haven't. I had. We, we played the Giants this year, but obviously he, he broke his ankle, right. or, 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 or whatever he broke his fibula, yeah. or whatever it was. But when you turn the foot, film, uh, the footage on and watch thirteen, it's sick, right? That guy's special, and I, yeah. and I was, I was licking my chops to go up against him because I've been waiting so long to have this opportunity, and so is he, right? Because it was gonna, it was, it was Christmas Eve. It's gonna be a. It, I, I thought the fans was definitely right. was gonna get a show, right? And I was definitely saddened that uh, that that didn't happen, but. Both of those guys are, are definitely 1A and 1B. Right? What, is it, what is it that you see as a defensive back when you turn on the film of, of OBJ that makes you say that's what makes him different from everybody else? His strength, his speed, and his agility. Yeah. Like, he has it all. And he can make, he can make any – wherever he can make a catch. His catch radius is like a Calvin Johnson's, but he's 6'1". <laughs> yeah. But he got the speed 
of a of a of a of a mic while it's like like some like, like really scary speed, speed right? it, yeah. exactly like right. some Deshaun Jackson type speed, right. but he has the elusiveness of AB. Yeah. So he can take that three yard slant and take it eighty. You know right. what I mean? He can break those tackles. So right. that, that, that kid has a total package. You know, it's funny. Three years ago, after his rookie year, we had Tyron Matthew and him together. And we mm. asked Tyron, how do you stop him? And he said, you get up in his face and you frustrate him yeah. and you hassle him. And he was and and Odell said, you know, that's right. And they guys started doing that. Yeah. And you can see if you do get on top of him and push him around and mm -hmm. redirect him, he gets a little bit uh, irritated no, at yeah, times. Yeah, you look forward to getting a chance to irritate him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that's what I do anyway. You know, I, I, I play up in the receiver faces, and um, and he's so crafty at the line of scrimmage as well. I just wanted to see how my some of my techniques would have mounted up against him. Your DB. I want to hear that because I value your opinion. DB. I know you're a true student of the game. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're friends with Deion Sanders, mm -hmm. so you've, I'm sure, studied the game yeah, with I him have, a lot. Honestly, I have a couple of them, man. It's hard to just pick one. All because right, then give me a few. Give me the, I'll give you a few. Yeah. Um, Jalen's one. Right. Because uh, just the way he plays the game, his size, his speed. Yeah. He really plays the game with his head. You can tell he's a student of the game as well <laughs> off, it, off the way he plays, and, and you can tell he's trying to – He's honing in on his techniques as right. a, as a second year player. Right. Um, it reminds me of myself a lot, as far as like 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 the speed he has, his ball skills that he has. Like he he has a total package as well. Um, Kaysen, you know Hayward, you know he's 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 a, he's another guy that he's a, he's just a a baller. Gets lost now, in the he, shuffle. No doubt about, he, about he, it. He's a football player. Right. Um, and the last one I have probably have to go with the hometown guy here, Xavier. Yeah. You know he, he he's for what really amazed me about Xavier is how big he is and and how he's able to move around and maintain you know that size and, and, and that speed throughout the uh, the entire right. season. But uh, he did tell me this year he's like uh, this year was his first year traveling. He's like man I don't know how you do it because whoo I was winded out there a couple times because <laughs> a quick story he was like man. I see what you go through now because when I guard number one receivers, they'll put a backup receiver in and take me deep a couple of times and put the number one receiver yeah. back in. So yeah, he was getting a little taste out. of that. Right. He was like, man, I see what you go through now. I said, welcome to my world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, it yeah. really is. Well, hey, we need to welcome everybody to the world of audience sports. They're paying the bills for your appearance yep. this week. Tell us what uh, what we need to know about that group. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the official uh, media correspondent for uh, audience sports. Uh, I'll be conducting and hosting a, a bunch of interviews on, on the red carpet, taking you guys behind the scenes and uh, 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 behind the scenes of the Super Super Saturday party of uh, that that Direct TV is going to be hosting. J Lo is going to be there. A bunch of A-list celebrities I'm going to be interviewing. Uh, a bunch of hot parties. So it, it should be fun. You can fo follow Audience Sports on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So and you can guys see, see me with, uh, with with many more celebrities, and, uh, and, and we're going to have a good time. He's styling. He's already dressed at the party. He's ready to go. I want you to wear that. I, I will. I want, I, if you'll let me wear that tomorrow But it doesn't have a button. You can button all the way to the top. <laughs> yeah, he, he, everything he wears. He has to have a button. I button all the way to the top. He's on that new age swag. True story. Since you're eight years old, <laughs> Look, right. see, I make them hey, flinch too. How, uh, <laughs> how much do you think you guys are going to miss Bruce Arians? I'm going to miss him a lot. <clears throat> um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be weird to to not hear his voice um, when we come in there um, in April. But um, he expands your vocabulary. <laughs> that too. It, <laughs> he's it, hilarious. No, no, it's going to be the 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 the, the, uh, the thing I'm probably going to miss the most: his sideline antics, like. 
Like when his face would turn <laughs> oh, so red, man, he's going to so pop. Red and him running up and down the sideline. Like the ref is going to change it. Right. The call is already made. Just right. calm down, coach, <laughs> and just get on to the next play. Right. Well, uh, coach is the best. He, uh, he's one of the best that, that I've ever had, and he'll definitely get you ready and prepared to run through a wall for him. Right. Well, Patrick, we'll check you out this week on an AT&T audience sports. Appreciate your time and look forward to talking to you no soon. Problem, All man. the best, Thanks buddy. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Patrick Peterson and the folks at the AT&T Audience Network for making him available to us. Also had a chance to talk with the best defensive lineman in football, if not the best defensive player overall, Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald. Here he is. Pro Football Talk at Super Bowl 52 continues. We're at the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota. Joining us now, a guy who has become the best defensive player in all of football. I don't want to jinx you. Defensive player of the year, though, Saturday night. I assume you'll be there to go up there and get the award. I'll be there. Hopefully, I do get the you award. Get, you get see. the award. I, you, I, I, I've got a bad habit of jinxing people, but I'm no. you Aaron Donald, defensive player of the year. How hard was it this year? showing up week one right before week one trying to you know business decision which yeah. i support completely when teams do it we say hey that's great when players do it we call them selfish i say do what you have to do but how hard was it to get yourself in a game shape um honestly I, w I felt like i was in the best shape of my life I, f I felt like when i came in as far as being in shape i was good it was, to me it's more as you know being a little rusty as far as pass rush moves and you know certain trusting my eyes seeing things and reacting how i, how I use to help me you know get in the backfield but that was about it, but as far as condition, I felt like I was in, in great shape. You know, I think my, my trainer, Dwayne Brown, did a great job of getting me ready and preparing me. And, you know, I had my big brother train me the whole year. And, we, you know, we did a lot of pass rush moves and things like that. But, you know, definitely felt like I was in shape. How long until you felt back to 100% ready to go? Um, week one, I mean, well, yeah. week two when I came back, I felt like I was all over the place. Yeah. But, you know, week three, I felt like it started to come back. And, and each week I felt, I felt a little better, a little bit more comfortable, felt more like myself. So. Just got got better each week. It's it's unreal. I mean, you're you're just an, an incredible player, and you are. I, I want to know just from your standpoint, you know, defensive tackles in the league, other guys that you look up to. I know we've talked about this a little, yeah. but who who do you watch when you want to break down some film and see other guys at your position? You know, I'm, I'm breaking down McCoy and Cox, and even Gino Gino Atkins, a guy that's more like you know my size and, and got the leverage with them guys. But I love watching them guys. If I know if I got to play a team the, the next week and I know they played them last week, I'm in, that, in there breaking down film because I know they're gonna get, give me some good things to help me to you know go out there and try to have success. So you know, definitely you know give me some. You'll steal little moves you see that they were successful. With yeah, they, or they, whatever they showed the offensive lineman's weakness you right know, I, I, they beat them with that i know i can beat them with that or, and or they open up things and, and help me to see certain things that i need to see to try to beat that guy right. so what percentage of plays are you double teamed huh what percentage of plays are you double teamed <laughs> a, a good amount of plays you know they're trying to find a lot of different things that, you know trying to get me one-on-one to get, get the slap protection away from me but you know it is what it is I, but we got a good coach a great coach and way that you know do a great job of finding you know, putting us in positions to try to find them one-on-ones and, and let guys go out there and work. But, you know, it, it's good. We still got guys like Brockers, you know, um, Robert Quinn that, that can that, that can get out to the quarterback and make a lot of plays too. So you double-team one guy, you got another guy you got to worry about. So, Biggest reason for the turnaround from 2016, 4-12 to division championship last year? McVay. You know, I think he did a great job of just bringing a different attitude to the team. He brought a lot of real good, real great coaches in here to help us, you know, I always say we had the pieces. He just finally put it together in this show. You know, having him, having us, you know, helping us to do that and change it around definitely, you know, was a special year. Not what we want, obviously want to still be playing right now, but, you know, definitely a great thing to build on.
Wade Phillips, what does he do that just make defenses so <laughs> confident or playmakers? What What is it? He's just the, the calmest guy in the world, but like you said, confidence. He, he's always confidence. You, you talk to him, if, if, if you mess, say if you miss a big player, they break for 20 yards, we're going to fix it, don't worry. And in this show, we always fix it, and, and you know, he always give you that confidence that you can be able to get things done. And, and he's just he's just a great mind that when he's when you talk when he talk you you, you quiet and you listen to every little thing he say because he you know it's gonna help you some way somehow. So right. And what's great about him too is you know a lot of coaches have their system and it's my system. Period. He recognizes I'm exactly. Aaron Donald. I'm gonna make my system fit Aaron Donald. I'm not gonna make Aaron Donald fit my system. We're gonna get the most out of what Aaron Donald he, does best. He's just trying to put his, his players in positions to you know have success because the more success we can have as players, the the more the team can have success as well. So um, I think they just do a good job, a great job of doing that. So. So where's it go from here for the Rams? Uh, you know, I think like when you got a coach like McVay that's this young and, and that's hungry and, and not satisfied at all with the season, you know, you happy how things happen and, and turned around and, and to be, you know, champions in our conference. But you know, we, we definitely want want a, lo a lot more than that, and, and we got to work for it. So up, and you want your bank account to go up too. <laughs> okay, so let's let's make sure we know that because you deserve to be paid like one of the best players in the league. Uh, I appreciate that, but you know, I, I feel like I got a, a great team of my agents that is handling the business side of things, and you know. All I can do is play ball and, and, and trust the guys I got with me. Well, we got to ask him this because, I mean, again, do you see this guy's muscles? This is pound for pound the strongest <laughs> guy in football. Please tell everybody out there what your bench press is. I'm a 500-pound bench press. 500-pound oh bench press. Yeah. What? You, you Good thing he's not sitting next to you to hit you because you'd be a hit deep me, crowd. Though. No, you're right. He respects his elders. He does, he does respect his elders. I'll be right. You know? I'm just amazed by you, man. I don't even know what to say. Oh, you're unlike that. anything we've seen in the NFL. I told you I, I played with Warren Sapp for mm. one year, and he was amazing. But you amazed me even more than him. Oh wow, I appreciate that mean a lot. You know, I, I just you know you put the body working. You know, you, you obviously you know I'm not comfortable, not satisfied yet. But you know my dad been telling me since day one. You know, hard work pay off. Hard work pay off. You keep putting the body working, it's gonna show. And as a kid, you growing up, you like okay, dad. Yeah. And then once you finally see all that hard work continue to build and, and continue to, you just get addicted to working. You know, and putting that body working. You know, you, you just gotta sell out and. The, 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 the work and to put the time into this game and, and you know good things are going to come out there. Right. I've had Les Snead, your general manager, tell me they can't even do a walkthrough practice with this guy around. Yeah, he <laughs> blows up every he play. Ruins them. I, I, I figured, I figured that. He probably ruins practices for the offense a lot, I would imagine. The yeah. offensive line needs plenty of Gatorade. You practice, you practice the way you play. Yeah. <laughs> so. The offensive line needs plenty of Gatorade when you're around. Tell yeah, us what you got it, going on with Gatorade. Here with Gatorade, you know, G2, you know, one of my favorite drinks I use a lot during the offseason when I'm training, you know, low on calories. Just, to, you know, that's more when I'm trying to tone myself back up and get back right, you know. <laughs> Everybody look at Gatorade as just, you know, just a, a sports drink, but you walk in the locker rooms now, you see, you see the board, you see the powders and different things like that. So yep. I'm just happy to have the opportunity to, to be here today and then work with Gatorade. So Gatorade. Gatorade. <laughs> You're like, you, the he, water boy, you know. I know, but okay. you you always water have, sucks. Yeah, it really, go. really yeah, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Aaron, congratulations on that note. Congrat congratulations on all your success. Oh, appreciate Good it. luck getting the contract you deserve. Thank We're you. behind you 100%. Great players need to get paid yep. while they can get paid and uh, do what you need to do to get your contract. We look forward to seeing you on the field this year. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks again to Aaron Donald and Gatorade for the opportunity to sit down and chat earlier today. 
had an opportunity to speak to Mark Ingram, the great Saints running back who had one of the best years of his career while sharing touches with rookie Alvin Kamara. Both guys had over 1,500 yards from scrimmage. We had Kamara earlier in the week. Now we give you a chat with Mark Ingram. It's Super Bowl 52, and it's Pro Football Talk live here at the Mall of America. Joining us now, a guy who is getting ready to enter his eighth NFL season. And, yes, it's already been eight, seven going on eight. He's Mark Ingram of the New Orleans Saints. Mark, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. We were talking beforehand. You've had other off seasons where when you start, you got a sling, you got crutches. All good after a long season man, in New Orleans. All good. All good this year, man. It's a blessing to you know make it through a, uh, a brutal season healthy and not to have any operations because I've been on the other side before. So I know there's lots of guys having operations and getting stuff fixed up. So I wish the best for them. How do you like the balance that's emerged between yourself and Alvin Kamara? Man, it's awesome. Uh, you know, didn't know how things were going to work out initially, me, Adrian, Allen on the backfield, but, um, you know, we, we, we pushed ourselves to be the best backfield in the league. That's what we kept saying every single day is we're going to be the best backfield in the league. And so for me, for me and Alvin to have the success that we did, uh, to support each other, uh, to have each other's back, uh, you know, that was a blessing. And I'm thankful and grateful for the friendship and the success that we've had together. 1,500 yards from scrimmage for each of you. First time that's ever happened in the history of the NFL, which is amazing. Two running backs to reach that accomplishment. And when did you know, because Alvin Kamara comes in as a rookie, he's a third-round pick. You don't know. You know, they're young guys running right. around. What did you see him do that made you say, uh-oh, this kid's going to be special? I mean, he was just doing everything well. You know, in OTAs and training camp, he was just like a sponge, soaking in all the knowledge. Um, never thought he knew everything. Was just willing to, you know, learn the ways. And, um, you know, he'd, he'd be running the routes, catching the ball well. Uh, you see him, you know, you know, squeeze through a small hole and, and get the edge and, you know, take it to the crib versus the defense. And you could just see that there was something special about him uh, early on. So when he put the pads on, he got better. So, uh, you know, he's a special player. We're glad to have him in New Orleans. People were surprised that the Saints did as well as they did this year. But I had said each of the last three years, seven and nine, not that far out of playoff contention, with defenses that, frankly, not as good as this year, right, and now right. I know that's putting it nicely. <laughs> I, I said all it takes is a little bit of improvement, and the Saints are going to be a factor, and it happened this year. Yeah, man. Those years we were seven and nine, we were just so close. You know, you, like you said, our defense, you know, wasn't playing, t you know, to a great high level. And um, just this year, man, you know, our rookies came in, had a great impact. Our veterans played well. We had some health. Um, you know, the coaching staff was all, you know, in input. And it just went well for us, man. We, we gelled as a unit. We, we had great camaraderie as a team. We cared about each other. We were accountable for one another. Every single play, we were laying, laying it on the line for one another. And, you know, it just all clicked. Offense, the run game was strong for us. The defense was causing turnovers, getting stops, not letting people score touchdowns, holding them to field goals, all of that. You know, uh, it was just a number of things that went our way this year. And uh, we weren't able to finish the season the way we wanted to, but I feel like we have a great foundation, a great start, and um, I feel like the feeling that we have as Minnesota will, will push us to the next level. Well, and your first year in the league, 2011, it ended with an epic division round game against San Francisco, and then that whole bounty stuff kind of threw 2012 off the rails and it marred the whole season. So you didn't have a chance to follow it up the way that you could have. This year, going in with a young team, great nucleus, I, I feel like the sky is the limit for the Saints in 2018. Yeah, I feel like 
everything we want to accomplish is, you know, ahead of us. Uh, we There's so many great teams in this league, but I feel like we have the recipe to have success. You know, a strong run game, great, great offensive line, a quarterback who's elite, receivers, Ted Ginn, Mike Thomas, um, you know, Willie Sneed. We, we, we have so many weapons on offense and then our defense just our uh, Marshawn Lattimore our, uh, you know Delvin Bro he was injured this year our safeties uh, Cam Jordan you know all our linebackers we just have you know a great foundation uh, to you know make sure we make a run at this thing next year. And Mark, one thing that gets overlooked, a lot of injuries this year for the Saints, but next man up always came in and got it done, so it wasn't as glaring as it might have been for other teams because the Saints just kept moving. This guy gets injured, somebody else, here we go. This guy's injured, and everything's fine, and yeah. it's amazing. You get everybody back, you get everybody healthy, and the Saints really could be one of the top teams in the NFL. Yeah, man, like you said, you know, we had some tough injuries, and we had guys that you know we'd bring in, and they came in, and right away, they, they'd be making their impact felt on special teams, on, on on third down, whatever it may be, um, you know, guys are making their impact known, and that's what it's all about in this league. Because everybody's not going to be healthy, so you got to have the next next man step up. And you know, once we get everybody back healthy, and you know, we getting uh, OTAs and training camp, we putting in that work. I feel like we're going to be right back and have the position right back with the opportunity that was the same opportunity we had this year. Alvin Kamara was here yesterday and he said before the last play in Minnesota he took his gloves off and he started thinking about the weather in Philadelphia. Yep. Yeah, what, what were you doing? Man we were all I was over there with Mike Thomas and I was with our wide receivers coach CJ and we was like man we're about to go we're about to go you know just waiting on that clock to tick down you know and um that last play you it was it was a uh, it was a tough moment you know but uh I'd just like to look at it, what we were able to accomplish this year as a team, being NFC South champions. Um, that's the toughest division of football. My gosh, all Man. the quarterbacks, all the teams, you know, three teams have, made it to the playoffs. We have three teams in the playoffs. So yeah. just being able to win that division, something we haven't done since 2011, I think that was great. And um, having seven pro bowlers. And uh, I just look at it like we had a great season, a successful season, and uh, I feel like we're going to take it to the next level next this year. Who's the biggest rival for the Saints? Everybody, some people are going to tell you the Falcons. And then I feel like as of late, it's been the Panthers. But the Falcons are always, you know. The, it feels the, like the there's pro- animosity with the Falcons. Yeah, there is. It's like we don't really like each other too much. But it's the same thing with the Panthers, too. And the same thing with the Bucks too, you know. Because all teams are kind of, all teams are good. You know, they're right there. Um, each time you play them, it's a it's a it's a it's a grinder, it's a nail biter. It's coming down to who has the ball last, and uh, you know you get tired of those guys. I, we we were just at the Pro Bowl last week, and I seen all those guys on my team. I'm like, I'm glad y'all on my team because I'm tired of y'all. Like, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you, and I'm tired of you. You know, so um, you know. We have a great division, man, and we're going to have to come with it every single week. Hey, hey, and, and next year, you make it to the Super Bowl. You know where it is. In Atlanta. <laughs> so what better than to win our Super Bowl in Atlanta, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be great. And you know what? Right now, I, I mean, seriously, you guys are going to you're gonna have to carry that mantle of expectations next year. This year, low expectations. You guys exceeded them. Next year, everybody's going to be saying Saints, Super Bowl team coming out of the NFC. Is it better to be underestimated or, or have that bar high? Uh, I think it's it's cool when you're the underdog, you know, nobody's, everybody's kind of taking you lightly, taking you for granted, and you can just sneak up on people. But um, I feel like us having the year we had, like you said, people are going to be aiming for us, people are going to be gunning for us. But I feel like we have the type of people on our team, the type of coaching staff, the type of attitude within our locker room that that won't be an issue. 
we, we do plugs when the guys come on during Super Bowl week, and, and I like it when it's a product that I yeah. use and enjoy. Madden 18, <laughs> I play it all the time. Yeah, and yeah. I know I'm too old. Who's to your team on Madden? Games. I don't care. I got an ultimate team. I got to get you on my team. ultimate. I do the that's ultimate team. That's what I'm saying. I got to get you on my ultimate team. That's what I'm saying. Who's my running back? I've already forgotten. Oh, it's it's Darren Sproles. Sproles. Yeah, that's he's my a bro. ninety. He's that's a ninety. My, that's I got to get a ninety-one or better. Mark Ingram. I'm so sure you got a ninety-one. You got to have around. that. You got to have that. You know, combination. Yeah. Round a pound. You know, yeah. Inside, yeah. outside. Yep, yep. Sproles can be the Camara, and then I'll get Ingram to be the Ingram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but tell us what you have going on with Madden. Hey, I'm I'm here with EA Sports, EA Madden Championships, and um, you know, there's 32 teams. Uh, and there's 32 players to represent each team. They're playing for $500,000 and two Super Bowl tickets. And the, f the final is on tonight on ESPN 2, 8 p.m. Central. And I'm doing it. The color play-by-play. -play. I'm doing oh, that. Yes, I'm doing the championship calling. I'm calling the game, so y'all make sure y'all tune in and check it out because it's going to be a good time. Who, who's in it? I see Skimbo is the Patriots representative. What what a shock! The Patriots are in the Super Bowl. Even in Madden? <laughs> That's what Come on, man. This is out of control. This is out of control. You play Madden? Yeah, I play. What, do you play as the Saints with I yourself? I play as the Saints for sure. Um, I, I run it with 22 and 41, heavy. Then I throw it to 13 and 19, heavy. Do you play online? I do play online. PS4 or Xbox? PS4. We got to get. We got to share gamer tags. We will. All right. We'll get that deal. information. All right. We'll... That's Mark Ingram, and uh, <laughs> we'll be back with more right after this. Yes, sir. Thank you. And that was Mark Ingram, and we will be playing EA Madden 18 sooner rather than later online. I have his text number. I'm going to have his gamer tag, and I'll probably get destroyed by him every time we play. Also spoke with a couple of the guys connected to the team that is hosting Super Bowl 52, the Vikings. They wanted to be here. They almost got here. Rick Spielman, the general manager and team president, Mark Wolf, sat down with me earlier today for a conversation. Welcome back to Pro Football Talk, live here at the Mall of America in advance of Super Bowl 52. Joining us now, the representatives of the host team. And I, I don't know whether to say congratulations or condolences. It's a mixed bag because the team got so close to making history being the first team to play in a Super Bowl that's hosting. But still, the team had a tremendous season, especially in relation to the expectations. How do you balance out those two conflicting emotions? I think just from the football perspective, uh, you go back and we're going to reflect on everything we did well, uh, things that we need to improve on. Unfortunately, we didn't play as well as we wanted to in that NFC Championship game, but it was such a magical season for us. and. You can't get hung up on all the negative in that last game because there's a lot of stuff that we have in place, a very bright future going forward, and you focus on that. And right now, you know, we're focusing on what we have to do this offseason to get better. And, you know, you guys are doing a great job as the host city. I'm doing a poor job as the host. I have to identify the guests. I assume <laughs> that everybody knows. But in the event anyone doesn't, Mark Wolf, Vikings president, Rick Spielman, Vikings general manager. And, Mark, I mean, this feels like the culmination of the entire effort to get the stadium built, to keep the team here for decades to come. And this, even without the Vikings in it, it still feels like a celebration of ensuring that the Vikings will be part of this community well into the future. Well, yeah, this has been a, a, a long, a long road to this moment. And uh, three and a half years ago when we were awarded the Super Bowl, uh, we knew the state and the cities here would put on a great show. So uh, I know it'll be a great event. 
Sure, we're disappointed, but we know the franchise is in a great direction, and U.S. Bank Stadium, we're excited to show it to the world. And it is such a tremendous venue. I'm heading over there for one of the early rehearsals for the pregame show on Sunday. We were there when it opened, and I was blown away by it, and I think this is going to be the opportunity for so many people who haven't been there before to come see it and appreciate what a facility that it is. Still, how close do we think it will be before you guys aren't available to come in this setting because you've got other other demands on your time <laughs> elsewhere in the Super Bowl city. Our, our, your brother Ziggy said we're knocking on the door. Is Do you feel that the Vikings are in that mo mode where it's just a matter of when the door gets kicked in? Well, I, th I think that's where we want to get to, where we're consistently uh, competing and hopefully winning divisions, and you got to keep knocking on that door and eventually it'll come down. But we think uh, with, with Rick here and Coach Zimmer that this franchise and this football club is in a really, really good direction to be, to be one of the top franchises. And Rick, you've got some big decisions to make this offseason. Last offseason, though, you get Case Keenum on a one-year, $2 million contract. Did you have any idea he was going to be as good as he was? I wish, you know, we could have predicted that. But what we've done is we really stuck to the values we're looking for in players, not only what they bring on the field, but their character and the traits we value off the field. And he checked every one of those boxes. And as long as we can get players in that fit what the coaches are looking for from a trait standpoint uh, and also are good people, you never know what happens because I think we have a great coaching staff in place. I know we're going through the process of replacing Pat Shermer right now, but they've done a great job as far as developing this young talent as we bring them in. And uh, that's, that's kind of been our plan since we hired Coach Zimmer, and we'll continue with that plan. What's the status of the search for a new offensive coordinator? Fairly important position when you have a defensive-minded head coach, and, and Mike Zimmer essentially hands the keys over to the offense, to the coordinator. When can Vikings fans expect that position to be filled? Well, we've interviewed four to date, um, and then we're shutting it down here uh, over till the Super Bowl's over, and then we ha may have another one or two interviews coming down the road next week, but hopefully, uh, you know, we, we start our Vikings personnel meetings. We have draft meetings and UFA meetings coming up before the combine. So we want to make sure we're very thorough through the process that it is the right fit. Someone that Coach Zimmer feels uh, would, would fit our, not only our organization, but what we're doing offensively. You know, we've talked about, we went from three kind of three different systems in the last three years, and we want to try to get that more consistent. And uh, when you look at what Pat did after Norv stepped aside last year and some of the uh, stuff that he implemented into our offense, it showed, it paid dividends for us this year. So we want to try to continue to build off that. Quarterback decision is looming, and it's both a blessing, I think, and a bit of a curse when you have so many different options. You've got three guys who are becoming free agents. You've got anybody else out there you may be interested in. How involved will the new offensive coordinator be in helping select the right path at quarterback? Uh, as I talked with uh, ownership, and we talk on a daily basis, to, just so we're all on the same page of what's going on, um, it'll be a critical part of it, and um, he'll be a critical part of that decision. Uh, so once we get that in place, which is the number one priority right now, uh, we have plenty of time to evaluate our current quarterbacks on our roster and then any other options that could potentially be out there. Um, but we'll be very thorough through the process, and uh, when we make a decision, it'll be a decision that we think is best for the Minnesota Vikings. You know, we've heard teams try to balance the idea of how much money gets invested in the quarterback position because the market keeps going up and up, what that does to the rest of the team. How conscious will you be as it relates to the cost and the cap 
consequences of making that next quarterback decision? Uh, Rob Brzezinski handles all our cap. And last year, we went outside of our business principles a little bit by locking in Xavier Rhodes, Linville Joseph, Everson Griffin. And we want to continue to do that. If we can draft well and develop these guys, we know what they are, not only as players, but what they bring to our locker room. And if we can continue to invest in our guys and then add a sprinkle here or two in UFA, in the UFA market, then we'll continue to do that. But we always plan two or three years ahead. So we, I know we're in a pretty good window right now where over the next four or five years, we can set up this franchise with the players we currently have on the roster, uh, along with maybe adding, you know, some things through the, we'll always add through the draft and free agency, um, but to continue the uh, progress we have had over the last four years. Mark, the, uh, the, the NFL hands out a Lombardi Trophy every year. The football gods do not hand out a moment like the one that everyone witnessed a few weeks ago at U.S. Bank Stadium with the Stephon Diggs catch at the end of the Saints game. Where were you when that happened? Well, we were, we were, in, the, we were in the owner's box watching the game, and uh, we were as delirious and ecstatic as everyone. And I think one thing special about sports in that moment, in 20, 30 years, you're going to ask people, especially Viking fans, where they were. They're going to remember where they were when that happened. So from our standpoint, it was a turning point for our franchise. Uh, there have been a lot of moments that haven't turned out our way. That moment did turn out our way, for our fans especially. And that's what Rick and our entire organization working every day towards, and we already have our eye towards Atlanta next year, is we want to win a Super Bowl trophy for our fans especially. And guys, for me personally, it was the most exciting finish to a postseason game since the Immaculate Reception back when we were little. And that was when I first I noticed the NFL. That. I was sitting on my couch <laughs> with my brother watching. I got, I got a story that'll take too long to tell here. I'll tell you some other time. But that was the moment that I realized there's something special about the NFL. When you see grown-ups, because there was always that wall between kids and grown-ups, and grown-ups never act like kids. We had a house full of grown-ups who were acting like kids in that moment. It's like, hey, this, this football is a pretty big deal. And now they've got, I told Stephon Diggs earlier this week, you better get ready eventually. They're going to have a statue of you <laughs> at the Minneapolis airport making that catch because they've got the Franco Harris statue in Pittsburgh, and, and people forget that the Steelers lost the next weekend to the right. Dolphins in the AFC Championship game, but nothing takes away that moment, no matter what happens going forward. Although it could be the springboard for great things. That's right, and you know, uh, those kind of moments give you give you your franchise a lot of confidence that we are headed in, 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 a, in a right direction, and you know, it's, 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 it's something unique and special when something like that happens. What do you think went wrong against the Eagles? I hate to, I hate to pick at that scab, but it was so uncharacteristic. I know, but it was so uncharacteristic. The team, I mean, 10, 10 games this year, there were leads of 16 points or more. Both sides of the ball, great offense, great defense, and it seemed like the worst possible day to have the worst possible game. And I don't know. I mean, you look back, and we look back at statistics, and after you win a game like that against New Orleans, teams were 0-6 that win on a walk-off touchdown. There was a 24-point differential, minus 11 in turnovers. And as much as we tried to address it, I know it, it's, it is a hard thing to get over. You almost, it's a great moment to win that way, but almost, you know, we, we tried like heck to not have it affect us going into Philly, which is a very tough place to play. Uh, and maybe there was a little bit of hangover there. You know, I've been asked the question many times the last week and a half, and I think it's a fair question to ask. The idea that everyone knew Pat Shermer was on his way to coach the Giants, was that a distraction in any way for the offensive game planning, any of the preparation for the NFC Championship? No, we, we talked to Pat, and I know Coach Zimmer talked to Pat, and Pat, uh, Dave Gettleman, who I'm very close with, um, had told Pat that once I knew, he knew that he was going to get the job, 
that come in here with on a white horse. So they were rooting for us because the more we advanced through the playoffs, the better the New York Giants are going to look on their hire. And Pat is a great hire for him, and I know he'll do a great job for them. But it was not a distraction at all. The week before, during the bye week, when coaches can go through the interview process when you have a bye in the playoffs, Pat said that he thought that was a little bit more of a distraction before he went into the New Orleans game. Uh, but once he kind of had an idea where he was going to end up as a head coach, uh, there was no distraction at all in Pat's mind. Mark, I know your brother Ziggy was a gigantic Giants fan. I assume you were too. I was as Does well. this chip away a little bit that they came and stole your offensive coordinator? No, we, we, we wish the Giants well with him. I mean, Pat's, Pat is a great hire. And uh, listen, we, we know that a lot of the Giant fans were rooting for us against Philadelphia too, so we had that. But uh, we were Giant fans, but now we, we bleed purple all the way. You know, I thought you earlier today because everybody's complaining about how cold it is here. You, you live in New Jersey. Right. I live in the Northeast. It's cold there too, yes. right? It's, yes. not, it's right. not like this is the only one little piece of the country where it's cold in January no, and February. You're right. You know what though? People are gonna see the amount, of, the amount of warmth and hospitality this community is showing already and will show throughout the week. We're, we are really proud of being part of this community and uh, couldn't be more proud that we brought this Super Bowl here and for It's them. the ultimate test. I mean, if there's a silver lining in any of this, because people here would have every right to be salty after what happened against Philadelphia, but everybody is still incredibly nice, very happy to have the Super Bowl here. So congratulations on getting the stadium built, securing the Vikings' future here in Minnesota, and hosting Super Bowl 52. And then next year, I'll be chasing you guys around when you're on your way onto the buses over to the, to the new stadium in Atlanta getting ready for Super Bowl 53. The other thing that hasn't been mentioned that we're very excited about is going into our new practice facility. That's right. Uh, which we'll be moving in March 1st when we come back from the combine, which will be anything this ownership group touches is always going to be done at the highest level and in a first-class manner. And this new facility coming online here, I can't tell you how excited our organization is and our players and our coaches are going into a world-class facility. Come out to training camp. We're going to have it in Egan. We're going to have thousands of fans there. It'll be great. And, And here's the thing. People don't realize the connection between taking a free agent through a facility that's maybe outdated, that doesn't, you know, they're kids. They they see a place that they want to be at every day, that has all the latest technologies, that feels like a a professional, the highest level of professional, not to say the old one wasn't, but if it's an upgrade, it makes it easier to attract people to come play for the team. Plus all the facilities are coming out of college right now, and it's an arms race at college because of the recruiting and the the type of facilities. Just think if you only didn't have to pay the players how nice your facilities (laughs) would be. I am taking the wooden paneling in my office from 1980. (laughs) my new office. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, appreciate it very much. Congratulations on the season and all the best going forward. Thanks for having Thank us you, Mike. on. Thanks for having us on. Thanks again to Rick Spielman and Mark Wolf, and congratulations to the Vikings on a great season. Ultimately ended in a disappointment for them, but they're going to pick up the pieces and move forward to 2018 once they get an offensive coordinator and then a quarterback. And finally, as promised, pardon my takes, Barstool Big Cat and PFT commenter, They came by late in the day, the renegades, the outsiders who we got on the inside for a chat. Here they are, Barstool Big Cat, PFT Commoner. It's Pro Football Talk Live at Super Bowl 52. Joining us now, you know these guys, the friends of the program for now, maybe not for long. The pardon my, don't sign that helmet. Okay, never mind. Barstool Big Cat, PFT Commoner, my internet son, my internet son's friend. No, I'm I'm your nephew. That's I've right. been calling internet you my internet uncle. Yeah, yeah that's he, good. That he's works. Your internet son's bad influence. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. good. 
What do you cold. think of this? It's good to be inside of something, inside of a wall here at uh, Radio Row. We haven't been able to have any access, uh -huh. but you guys let us inside I, your little wall. I'm probably going to get in a lot of trouble for letting yeah. you guys onto the set. Bad boy. Because you're uncredentialed. Yeah. We thought it would be better to do it like at the railing, because this hurts your street cred. A little bit. being on the inside. A little bit. That's fine. The outsiders like, are on the inside. We're, yeah. we're the wolves in sheep's clothing, though. Yeah. Live will strike at any minute. You guys have a heck of a crowd at Cowboys Jack, Cowboy Jacks in mm -hmm. Minneapolis. Yes, it's been insane. I mean, that's really the funny thing is we I've always been like, oh, I wish we had access to Radio Row. But I think we found out this year that it's actually better that we don't yeah. because we have our own thing. We control our audience and it's become a scene. And it's like, you know, we're not just one of the regular. I tables. saw that audience. You can't control that audience. No, we cannot control that. audience. Have you won any pull tabs yet? I won like $700 last night. How deep is the pile of pull tabs at this point? Is it is it knee or hip? It is. It's going to be. It's probably knee right now. It's going to be probably <laughs> uh, nose by <laughs> the end of Friday. One thing I, I like about doing the interviews out in the parking lot of the Mall of America, it's, a, it's an alpha move. It throws your guests off their game because they have to walk out in like 10 degree weather for about five, 10 minutes, and then they're cold when they get to you, and you're nice, snugly, and cozy inside the van. Mm -hmm. So you already have the mental edge on them from do, the get go. Do you do the uh, the wide leg stance like you did with Dan Patrick, the, the alpha move to squeeze him in even tighter? Man spreading, yeah. yeah. I'm big man spreading. Yeah. Who was the guy who did that? Larry Craig, was that it? The, the oh, wide yeah, stance? Oh, yeah, wide stance, yeah. I, I totally buy that, by the way. Was like, that, was that, that's probably not an appropriate topic for no, my just, show. It's a better no. topic for your show. He just taps his toe just like a normal guy in the Yeah, bathroom. that's right. So, uh, do you guys like? Uh, are you one of the game? Are you sticking no, around? No. We're leaving Saturday. Yeah. We're, we're we are true journalists in that we leave. We get out of town beforehand and then uh, laugh at everyone who's trying to get out of town on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. How many episodes of your show have you taped while you're here? We've taped two episodes um, since we've been in town, and we've done a lot of interviews. So what we like to do when we go on these trips is we we load up on interviews, so we get lazy in the next couple weeks, and we just play the interviews that we've already done in the past and pretend that they're new. Or, and, and act like it's new, like you're doing it right then. Yeah, exactly. But then people like you really do with like, Alex Smith. The yeah. exclusive first interview uh, with right, the new Washington the quarterback, quarterback, Alex Smith, yeah. taped the day before. Yes. Mm -hmm. I got the, I, I mean, I got the scoop. We talked about where he was going to go. We forgot to mention Washington, but I did talk to Alex Smith first interview before, after he became a Redskins quarterback. Well, we had Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins the day that it happened. We had to throw both of them out the window. So he uh. knew. He had Alex Smith knew. Yeah, Alex we went knew. back and watched it. Yeah, because I, 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 he came in the van about five hours before the news broke. And when it broke and it just said trade, I said, okay, maybe he was totally blindsided. But then it said extension. He's known for a few days. Yes. Cousins was blindsided. He had no idea really? it was coming. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay, so I, don't, I don't think that Cousins owns a smartphone. I think he's just got like one of those. <laughs> he's got a, a belt clip that he wears around, I think. But did Cousins actually think he was going to stay with the Redskins? Well, I mean, he just decided the ball's in their court. Right. They, they make the call. Franchise tag, fine. I'll take $34.5 mm -hmm. Transition tag, I'll take $28 million. You decide what to do. He wasn't going to talk to him at all about a long-term deal until after that deadline passed for using the tag and then figure it out from there. So he wasn't talking to them. They weren't talking to him. And they got no reason to tell him, hey, by the way, we're going to trade for Alex right. Smith. What do you think about the, about the deal that they gave him? It sounds like a lot of money, right? Well, it's like $23 million a year, something like that. Yeah, what's yeah. the guaranteed again? Like 74? 71, but you know how that goes. It, they say it's $71 million guaranteed, and, and the Shefties of the world run with it, and then we get the contract right. a month later, right. and we see what it's really worth. Right. But still, what it was going to cost them to keep Cousins, I think that's the easy bargain. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, we get a guy who's only four years older, he's got seven more years of experience, and, and we're going to pay him less than we would have paid Cousins because we screwed this up by allowing Cousins to have all the leverage. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they screwed it up, though, because I think I'd still take that gamble that Kirk Cousins will eventually just, you know, reveal himself as a bad quarterback. They paid quarterback. him $44 million. Yeah, yeah but they paid him a lot of money. If you give him that big contract to start, 
uh, you know, and he comes out and he starts, you know, playing. Like, I think there is a bad Kirk Cousins in there. Um, you're kind of hamstrung that way. Well, I'm, I don't, st- I'm not sold on the fact that he's that he's a franchise quarterback. Well, I mean, just because you give him $24 million doesn't make him a franchise he quarterback. Is in, yeah, well, he is in 2018 NFL because there are no quarterbacks. So these guys get these huge deals. And you know what? Like, it, it, it's so weird because Kirk Cousins, I do not believe in him. But you can do a lot worse than Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really have a huge problem with what they gave Alex Smith, but I got a big problem with giving up Fuller to get him. Because I think that Fuller is a really, really good so player. So did DJ Swearinger. I don't know what Swearinger was up to on, on Tuesday night, but he was uh, I think he was like elbow deep in some purple or something like that because <laughs> yeah. he was deep into his feelings. So where's Kirk Cousins go? Well, uh, Von Miller's been pushing for him. I know. All these yeah. guys, it's like, I wonder what Paxton Lynch thinks of all this. Because you got well, Von Miller, you got C.J. Anderson, got all these guys Paxton pushing Lynch for Paxton Lynch has been playing too much Madden. That's yeah. the new scoop on him. I think I think Paxton Lynch probably knows Paxton Lynch isn't a very good quarterback. Yeah, but still, I mean, he's the guy they used a first-round pick on a couple of years Which ago. Which a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that just the fact that they're considering their options shows that they know that the guy they have isn't the guy. What about- I think Arizona's a possibility because they were – trying to get Alex Smith. And they, look, they could draft a guy and screw it up or sign a veteran and have it work out. That's been the story of the yeah. Cardinals the last 15 years. What about right here? What about your your mans, the Minnesota Vikings? Not my mans. Don't give me that. You're, man. you're yeah, a your noted mans. Minnesota oh, yeah, you're homer. Not, you don't have no, I'm not. You're not yes, you for are. Any team. Noted homer. Root for stories. I root for stories. <laughs> so what about the story, like story of Alex Smith going to Minnesota? You know, you know what I mean, story I like better? The story I like better is Drew Brees coming to Minnesota. Ooh, Ooh that's yeah. not going to happen. He keeps saying, but think about this. He keeps saying, I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving. Okay, fine, where's his contract? I think he's daring them to lowball him. Because mm. they have a reputation for being a little careful with the money. So he keeps saying, I'm staying, I'm staying. Somebody's going to say, hey, he says he's not leaving. Let's offer him $10 million or $15 million or something like that. And then somebody else offers him more. And he says, sorry, I wanted to stay, but you disrespected me. Okay, okay. But that's not going to happen. But do you think that Kirk Cousins is going to come here? I, I think that if you're going to pay that kind of money to get Cousins... You pay that kind of money and, and keep Keenum around. Yeah, or, right? or th- Teddy I think Bridgewater. Keep Teddy because they're going to get him cheap. No yeah. one else is going to be in the market for Teddy right. Bridgewater because nobody else thinks he can play. Right. And we've had Eric Kendricks, Stephon Diggs. Those guys believe in Teddy Bridgewater because they see him in practice. By the way, mm-hmm. we had Jarek McKinnon on the Sirius show last night. He confirmed that there was people vomiting when Teddy Bridgewater heard, heard his Ooh. name. I confirmed. thought that was true. Really? Wow. Double confirmed. Yeah. He said it was people crying, ambulances, babies crying, dogs howling, the whole thing. Mike, when was the last time you threw up? Uh, the day after the last Patriots Eagles Super Bowl. How about that? Ooh, okay. Yeah. Really? You caught a little of the itis from McNabb. No, I, I did. And that, that was very fitting. And I hadn't thought of that until recently. Uh-huh. But what happened was my son, who is much smaller than he is today, he got sick at halftime. Like right after the, the Paul McCartney mm-hmm. concert, he woke up and he said, I don't feel so good. I said, get to the bathroom. Yeah, and he made bad. it to the bathroom but not quite to the toilet. <laughs> and then the next day I got the same thing. Mm. So, that was like, so that's like a 14-year. Right. I'm on a 14-year wow. run. That's a pretty impressive streak. Yeah. Want me to stick my finger down your throat? No. Okay. Why no. don't you ever Offers drink there. enough to throw up? Uh, Man card. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I need to work on that. You don't that. party hard enough. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just leave it at you that. Can I sign this helmet? No. I do have a gift for you Can guys. I oh, oh, no, yeah, yeah, great. Another really good at giving gifts. No, no, no. I got a Let gift. Guess. I was going to bring, was gonna bring that special yeah. Pepsi helmet. Here, I got a rugby oh, ball. Oh, rugby oh, ball. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. I have a gift? The real football. No, you guys can share it. I don't You're like brothers, right? Yeah. Oh, actually, speaking of which, rugby's back this weekend. Yeah, rugby is back. Hey, United States rugby's back. They came in fourth place last weekend in the World Series. This is the year they might get third. They get fourth and then third, and then they repeat. Well, hey, guys, I know you got a lot to do. I could keep talking. No, we could be here for the next hour. You want to do no, we'll let you go. They, we gotta let the crew go. They've been here since 4 a.m. Right, I'm gonna sign this. Real go quick ahead, sign the helmet. I don't care. Uh, and you can sign it as long as you sign it in your real name, Wayne. Oh, you I'm sorry. It. You got it, Mike. Wayne. 
I'm signing it with my number. Thanks, right. Mike. Good. Hey, uh, guys, as always, it's a pleasure. Friends of the program. You're the best. Thank and, you for And uh, Renegades. Me. Thanks for the being our father. The outsiders on the inside. Yeah. And that's it for the Thursday edition of the PFTPM podcast. We'll be back to wrap up Super Bowl week on Friday. Probably another interview-only edition because we've got plenty of interviews coming throughout the day on Friday, the last day of the work week heading into Super Bowl 52. Thanks, as always, for joining us, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. You can find the PFTPM podcast on Art19, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, and you will, subscribe for automatic downloads. Leave a rating and review. That'll help new listeners find our show and push us up the charts. Search PFTPM for your evening update from Pro Football Talk. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.